Welcome, friends. You're listening to Read with Laura Joy. I'm Laura Joy Lloyd, your host and author of the stories we read here. This is the show where we read stories one portion at a time and spend a few moments appreciating the story behind the story. This is interactive serialized fiction. There's always more to the story and readers influence what happens next. Today we'll be reading from the Wren Island series. This is part one, scene one. We'll meet our heroine, Allison Theodore. She's independent, creative, organized, and, well, you'll get to know Allison more as we read. We're also going to meet Allison's two dogs, Lokita and Louise. We'll spend about 10 minutes reading. Afterward, stick around to find out how this scene was influenced by readers like you. Here we go. The Wren Island Series by Laura Joy Lloyd. Part 1, Scene 1. How can you be any good at songwriting without also being a singer? Alison Theodore repeated the question out loud, not that anyone but the dogs could hear. Or maybe she said it out loud because no one but the dogs could hear. She steered her boat out of the sheltered marina at Reclamation Island. Up ahead, the choppy water in the strait indicated a rough trip home. She glanced at the fencing supplies she stowed on deck, all tied down securely. Both the dogs were in their life jackets, so it was all systems go, as they say. Did people say all systems go about boating? Next time she was looking for an interesting topic to discuss with herself, she'd look up the answer online. That young, pushy guy she'd just met in the pub on Reclamation Island reminded her of her ex. How can you be any good at songwriting without also being a singer? Tank would have listed every reason Allison was unqualified to be a songwriter, then turned the reasons around to somehow show how qualified he was. Oh boy, was she glad those days were over. I ask you, Louise, where's the rule? Allison angled the boat to meet the stronger current of the street. Where's the rule that says you have to be able to sing to write music? The only answer was the dog's thumping tail. A year ago, she didn't know the difference between a grapnel and a plow anchor. Now, after watching a bunch of YouTube videos and passing the licensing exam, she was piloting her own boat through the Pacific Northwest's Salish Sea. You could do anything if you put your mind to it. The engine sounded funny, maybe. Or was it just warming up? So why shouldn't she try writing music? One of these days, she was going to do something important. And it couldn't be something she could buy, because with all the money she had now, that would be too easy. Her first idea had been to rescue a bunch of homeless dogs. Really important stuff. But the animal shelter restricted adoptions to just one dog at a time, unless the dogs were a bonded pair. Louise and Lokita weren't bonded when they arrived at the shelter, but somehow Louise convinced everyone she and Lokita needed to stay together. Having two dogs wasn't as nice as having 50 dogs would have been, but it was better than having no dogs. Her next idea was songwriting. With a single hit, Alice and Theodore could rock the world. All those childhood piano lessons 
could be put to good use finally. How can you be any good at songwriting without also being a singer? Watch and see. It's not like she didn't have the time. These days, she had all the time she wanted. How many 45-year-olds could say that? In the strait, the waves slammed against the boat and the wind blew colder. This part always made her feel woozy. Sure, there were islands in sight, but if she and the dogs ended up in the water, those islands would be a lifetime away. She checked her cell phone. No service out here, of course, but no need to get nervous. Take those square-shaped breaths you learned about. Move along the corners as you breathe. One, two, three, four. Okay, the engine was definitely lagging. The motor caught and sputtered. Allison kept going, eyes ahead. Wren Island would be in sight soon. When the engine died, the current immediately began pushing the boat back. Allison reached for the radio handpiece. Someone might be close enough to lend help, but then again. She replaced the handpiece, went below deck, and dug out the manual the guy at the sales office had shown her. What section should she search in? Oh, here. It might be the fuel filter. She found the spare, replaced it, and vented the engine box. Still no power. She searched through the manual again, flipped a breaker that didn't look right, and tried the engine again. Then woohoo, look at that! She'd gotten her boat up and running again, all on her own. She fist-pumped into the air. She swept past the neighbor islands until her own beach on Wren Island came into view. She angled wide around the western point, gave the boulders a wide berth, and pulled up to the dock that ran along one side of her boathouse. Whew! She killed the motor and tied up. With her entire back end wiggling, Louise waited for Allison to unfasten her life jacket, then hopped out of the boat and ran toward the beach. Allison unfastened Lokita's tiny life jacket and lifted her to the dock, careful to keep the leash short. Now we're on the dock, Allison sang. We are on the dock. So be careful where you walk. Careful where you walk. She sang it the same way every time, so Lokita would know exactly where they were. The people at the animal shelter had told her it was helpful to give a blind dog lots of audible cues. Louise sniffed the length of the beach at the high tide line, then ran into the forest. Allison walked slowly with Lokita, letting her navigate the driftwood, rocks, and clumps of seaweed at her own pace. They climbed the slope of dune grass and the rocky path above it, passed between the concrete lions, and met Louise at the sheltered front door. Come with us to the service door, Louise. Allison followed Lokita, who was straining at the leash now that the cozy warmth of home was within a few sniffs. Allison opened a side entrance, toweled off Lokita in the mudroom, and watched her amble toward the water bowl. Then she hollered outside toward the front of the house. Louise, come inside this way. No, Louise. Oh, well, it was always worth a try. Allison closed the side door, walked through the house to the front door, and met Louise with a towel. One of these days, try coming inside with us through the service entrance. Why do you always insist on coming through the front door? Dry and clean, Louise headed for the water bowl, then slumped into her own enormous bed next to Lokita's small one. Allison took a quick drink from a glass of water at a sink in the kitchen, then headed back outside. She grabbed a wheelbarrow from the shed and pushed it to the dock. She unloaded the fencing supplies and lined them up at the back of the house, then gathered more tools from the garage and went to work. This fence was really going to help Lokita be safe outside. Louise could use the fenced area too instead of gallivanting through every mud hole. Organization and convenience, that's what it was all about when you were taking care of dogs.
The wind picked up right around the time she was stapling the final wire sections into place. She hosed off the wheelbarrow and tools, then laid them to dry in rows on the garage floor. Even with the neat way she positioned the tools, though, the garage looked cluttered. Oh well, having the tools in the garage was only temporary. And the nice thing was, tomorrow morning when she came back out to the garage, the tools would be exactly where she'd left them. That was a real bonus about living alone. You didn't have to worry about someone messing up your stuff. She tweaked the tools around until they were just right. Back inside the house, she flipped on lights and sent Lokita and a reluctant Louise outside to the fenced area. Louise made a quick dash of it and ran back in. Why that dog didn't like being outside in the dark was a mystery. Louise had the bladder of a camel, though. Did camels have large bladders? There was another interesting topic to look up online next time she wanted to have a conversation with herself. Maybe over dinner tonight. When Lokita was ready, Allison sang her back inside. Little Lokita, come to me. Here you are, right with me. Halfway through a bowl of ramen noodles, the power went out, and she'd used up all that battery life researching camels. They had small but efficient bladders, it turned out. Allison called Lokita, who went out to the new fenced area, took care of business like the obedient doggy she was, and padded up the back staircase. In the bedroom, Allison closed Lokita into her crate. She showered by the light of a camping lantern. The sound of raindrops pelting against her bedroom windows grew louder. Surely the house had seen storms like this before. Allison pulled on pajamas and climbed into the bed next to a sprawling Louise. Then she lay there, wide awake. Had she latched the back door when she came in? Had she closed the garage tight? What about the shed door? The house creaked, and the roar outside grew louder. That must be wind blasting through the evergreens. One tree crashing down in the wrong direction would be... A sweep of raindrops washed against the windows, and Allison pulled the sheets up over her head. Louise had stilled, hence, listening. But for what? What more could this storm possibly throw at them? Okay, time for the square breathing technique. She could practically feel the house swaying now, and everybody knew houses didn't sway. Or they weren't supposed to, anyway. She closed her eyes. Sway, sway, sway. Oh no, her boat. She'd left it tied at the dock instead of pulling it into the building. Her boat would be gone for sure. She and the dogs would be found pinned under a tree that had crashed into the house. And instead of being remembered for having done something important, Alice and Theodore would be remembered for nothing at all. We just read from the Wren Island series, Part 1, Scene 1. Before I began writing the Wren Island series, I asked readers what kinds of things they wanted to include in the story. One reader specifically asked to bring along a character who thinks deeply about art and struggles to feel worthwhile. That's a topic near and dear to my heart, so I was happy to give Allison those traits. Will Allison achieve her goal of writing a hit song, of doing something important? And what exactly does that mean, to do something important? There's something else readers asked for in the new series. Resoundingly, readers asked for this. One reader even said, 
It was the one thing she couldn't bear to be without on Wren. Find out what it is in the next episode. Thanks so much for joining me here on Read with Laura Joy. I'm Laura Joy Lloyd, your host and author of the stories we read here. To keep reading, subscribe to the podcast or click on my website in the show notes and subscribe to receive my emails. You'll be included in a bunch of fun stuff like real-time behind-the-scenes peeks at the developing story, invitations to influence what happens next, and you'll be right there with me in those special moments when real life inspires a story. This is interactive serialized fiction. There's always more to the story and readers influence what happens next. Thanks for reading with me.